Yo, welcome back, welcome back, Corey Cash Podcast. I know I haven't did a podcast in a minute. There's been a lot of things going on. You know, just life happening, moving at a rapid pace or moving at a slow pace and trying to just sit back and analyze what the fuck I want to do with my be happy with what I'm doing in my life. So, last week I dropped two episodes because I knew I wasn't going to throw out an episode for the following week because it was my birthday week. So, I was really trying to enjoy my birthday week. My birthday was May 2nd, um, last Tuesday. I turned 26. Friday, I had a little get-together with my coworkers. Um, After that... I don't think I don't remember what I really did during the week. I I just got drunk every day to be honest with you. I just got drunk every day and I really enjoyed. Like before my birthday, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of last week, I just was like drinking up into Tuesday. Then Tuesday I got drunk too. Then Saturday, which was um yesterday, this Saturday that just passed. Um, I was kind of disappointed because I was supposed to have a party, but you know shit didn't go right. Um, shout out to um. Fat Cat, my cousin boyfriend, he tried to arrange something for me, you know, just to get everybody to come out. And then last minute, the shit, shit flopped. But it's all right. I feel like it's a bigger plan, though. I got something ahead of me. When when shit like that happens, I always think the best of it. I never think the worst of it. Even though yesterday I was, like, kind of tight because I looked forward to everybody meeting up because it was mad fucking people that was coming out, too. Like, that's what really had me tight though, about it the most is that mad people was was going to come. Or so-called, so-called said they was going to come. So that's why I was mad about that shit. But that ain't nothing, bro. You know, life still goes on. And you still got bigger and better things to do. And um, what I wanted to speak about today, like, it's, mad, it's not a mad shit to talk about. But it's like a couple of things that I do want to touch. Like, I don't know, like, turning 26. Like, turning 26 is like, I, I ain't joined 25. To be honest with you, I enjoy 25 because as a man, it's like that age where you don't participate in immaturity or unimportant things no more. Like, you want to do things for experience, but you want to do it once, but you don't gain a, 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 an addiction to it. Like, I did the strip club, and I did I did other things, but it was like, 25 is like the year of the understanding. You as a human being, what you like and what you want. And acknowledging it and um, going through a lot of experiences to gain wisdom. And I felt like that was a very important age for me. And I'm mad it ended. I wish I could have did, like, at least two more months as 25, then turn 26. It just was, like, super interesting. I was getting to know myself as a man. Like, knowing what I want out of a woman as far as relationship. And um, knowing what I want out of life. Because I struggled with... um, I've struggled with indecisiveness and, uh, like, indecisiveness of what I want to do. Like, I could rap. I like this podcast shit. I could do comedy. I like directing. I just wanted things, and that's why I don't clap myself. A lot of people would tell me I'm a comedian. I don't classify myself as a comedian. Like, I classify myself more as an entertainer than anything. Like, I'm not really too big on fame. I just like making people laugh and just doing what I got to do. I'm not really too big on the attention because the attention I get, I want to turn it to something more positive, like like giving back to black communities and helping um, young sisters, like young girls and young men, just helping them. Like I want, I always wanted to be like a school counselor or somebody to influence 
the the younger generation just to put positivity in the air. Like I felt like my my purpose on earth. That's another thing about twenty five. You find out your purpose on earth. It's like you really realize what you like, what God's put you here for. And I feel like God put me here as a healer. Like until I serve my purpose, I'm not gonna go. And then probably after I serve my purpose, um, I'm still gonna be here to keep serving it and serving it to inspire others to do the same. And that's what other people don't understand. Is like we live our life a hundred years trying to figure out what this life shit about, right? But we need to stop focusing on making other motherfuckers happy. And now when I say other motherfuckers, I mean like family friends and people that really don't know you that's down to critique you bro i do i've been through hell and back like bro you 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 don't think you would never think that you can't continue to do comedy on social media and not take it's people that told me they don't like um the the domestic violence things that i do like not that i embrace it's situations that's relatable that happen in households and i just bring it to light now you can make a pod you can make a positive out of anything that's negative I wouldn't joke about something like rape, to be honest with you. That's just me. But people just are, like, very sensitive on the Internet and want to attack or judge rather than help or just not say nothing. Like, I don't go on people fucking Instagrams and comment anything negative because that's not my place. Like, that is not something I do. Like, it's not it's, – it's, even before I think Facebook or Instagram or Vine – like, it says say something nice before you comment and still comment mean shit. It's like, I don't have time to monitor somebody else's life and wait to critique them because I don't know what they're going through and, two, I mind my business. And minding your business is a big, important thing about life, and nobody seems to understand that or cherish that, that thing because it sounds cliche. But it's just one of those things that you got to, like, engage. You got to engage in money. It's like, of course I'm real tight about the twerking and shit like that. But you know what I've been doing? I stopped complaining about the twerking. I've been unfollowing females that twerk or anything I find corny, I just unfollow. Like, I'm done. I want to be at a point where I'm done complaining and I'm looking towards something more positive or productive in my day. Like, I want to get with people that, like, I'm glad I met Brooklyn Brand. Like, because they get, they, everybody has different opinions and different things, but they willing to build, like, how I'm willing to build. We got the same mentality. And that's still sharp and still, that's going to forever be a fact. But, you have to put yourself in a position or have categories of different friends that want to do different shit. You might have a friend that you want to do the ignorant shit or the or the drinking or the bar hopping. And then you might have a different set of friends that want to, you want to talk about intellectual and deep things to. Then you want to have a different set of friends that you might want to club with or go with that have the money for it. And your other friends in other categories don't have it. So you want to put yourself in a position to where you got people you could call up just for that and this for this. It's not about being fake. It's more about just becoming an adult and just like wanting to do things a bit different and wanting to wise up and do things a bit different. Like one thing I noticed about me is that I'm starting to treat women different. Not in a sense like it's frustrating being an honest man, like an honest black man, because you being an honest black man to 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 women that have been hurt and they heard it before from the same niggas that hurt them. So it's like kind of frustrating because I try to be good and good hearted because I want to live my life telling God that I tried like I tried, and then I give up. And then I ain't gonna say give up. I just end it. Like I wanna, I wanna say I tried, and that's just me. And I struggle. Me as a tourist, I struggle with putting that expectations on other people. That's for everybody. That's not for everybody. I gotta stop getting mad because a person don't handle things how I would. Like example, 
like when you um arrange a date or somewhere to go with somebody back in the days the girl used to hit you up like i right, we still going blah 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 vice versa the nigga hit you you feel me now these days if you don't text quote unquote text somebody they don't want to go they know oh you didn't text me so we ain't go like that's so stupid and that's why communication sucks and that's why I, when i had diesel up here he said some real shit like texting never been in, like consistent Texting is not a, a way to start to get to know somebody. No relationship forms off just texting. You have to like literally spend time on the phone or FaceTime with a person to really get to know them and be around them and 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 adjust like adjust like we too stuck in our time. Like we too stuck in the text message era to where that's a confirmation of interest. Like, no, that's not interest, ladies. Stop thinking that's interest. Not all attention is good attention because a nigga texting you 24... Like, that tells you a lot about him because a lot of niggas got kids and they spend more time with their kid with you than their kids and y'all still be fucking with these niggas. You feel me? It's like, it's corny. Like, what nigga that's making money gonna have time to text you 24-7? And then y'all sit there and then people sit there and they say, oh, it's not for attention. Nah, this shit is for attention. This shit is all about attention to y'all. I always had attention as a child, so I don't I don't fiend for the shit on Instagram. That's why I don't really like fame. I like love, like I like the the yo, you funny. I like that shit, but I don't really fiend care about about the fame. I still go to my regular job. You feel me? I still go to my regular job, and niggas, I'm nobody. Like I'm a regular person in there. I'm never gonna act higher or like I'm better than anybody in there. So it's just like a maturity thing, and then every man, and you know what I noticed, bro. Because I was watching um, Joe Button uh, debate with Little Yachty, and I really was like, yo, I didn't like this shit. And it's not because of Joe Button just being like Joe Button. I feel like Joe Button come from a place of corniness, like he's involved in some corny shit. Like, as far as internet goes, like, when has he ever made the internet for anything positive besides being in a relationship? You don't never see Joe Button giving back to his community or nothing like that, bro. And I get he's passionate about the ragging. He wanted to teach you little Yachty certain shit. But it's like, bro, when I was watching the interview, first and foremost, you if you're going to talk to another black man or a man that's lesser age, you don't start, you start off at a neutral state. You don't start off angry already. Like, you're attacking a man. You Like, he says something to you. He responds to your comment. You throw your hat. You being overdramatic. Like, you're just being a character. And that's what, said, that's what creates the generational gap between the young niggas and the old niggas. The old niggas don't want to listen to the young niggas. And the young niggas don't want to listen to the old niggas. And what does that is because we're not talking calmly to each other. That's black men. Like, therefore, like, you're not my father. Don't yell at me. And you being on earth longer, you think you know everything. That's the two sides, and we need to find some way that there's a connection between older black men and younger black men. That's what's so dope about being 27 is I could talk to somebody that's 40, and they understand me, and I could talk to somebody like my cousin that's like 18, and they can understand me. So maybe the middle, the person in the middle has to come and be the mediator, or it just has to be more of a pull you to the side thing rather than yelling. You can't. You don't have to project your voice and yell at somebody that's nineteen. Then little Yachty says he's happy. You tell him it's bullshit, bro. What nigga not gonna be happy? A nigga that wasn't getting no bitches and eating oodles and noodles in the college dorm that got millions of dollars now is not gonna. You gonna tell him it's not happy? Now we not saying that. The, we saying that. I get what Joe Button is coming from. He's saying it's bullshit. You not happy. But at nineteen with a million dollars, I would be happy as a black man, not knowing that. Money is the root of all evil. Not, not really understanding and analyzing what money does and how money makes people act. 
So you're going to be any black man would have been happy with a million dollars. What nigga going to be sad with a million dollars at 19? So you, 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 he's over there attacking him. And like, I couldn't even, me and my friend Julius had a conversation about that. And I just told him like, it's more of, a, I don't think that Joe Button opinions is wrong. It's just how he, he's too, he's passionate about it, but it's a way of being passionate about something and delivering it. And I feel like his delivery is always wrong. Like his delivery stays wrong. That's just to me. I I just really wasn't um. I just really wasn't a fan of it, and I I watched it, and it's like it wasn't. I watched it from an unbiased standpoint, and I just it just fucking made me disgusted with Joe Button, bro. It fucking made me disgusted with this nigga, like for real. And um, I don't know what else I want to talk about, like. Oh, I get questioned like, do you want to like, do I want to be in a relationship? Or I get questions, questions about relationship things, right? I get questioned a lot of things about relationships, and then I, the thing is that everybody has this thing where they think, oh, so you pop on the internet, um. You must get a lot of girls, right? And this shit pisses me off, bro. Because, of course, I get DMs, right? But not OD. I get DMs. But I'm not a person that pay attention to that. You should know that I'm not a person that pays attention to that. Cause, because I, you can tell a person's mentality about what they're impressed by. Like, if I told, put a picture of Mad Jordans and niggas in the comments like, Yo, you are the number seven. You know what they're impressed by, so you know their mentality. So, therefore, you choose to fuck with it or you don't. You don't never see me post twerk videos and none of that shit on my shit. So you know what I'm impressed by? I'm impressed more by, like, a person that's, that shies away from the attention, that's not seeking for attention. So females be too worried about if I got a lot of joints or not. And it's like, it's corny because of the, the assumption. It's just the assumption that pisses me off. Like, you won't, you're going to stop yourself from getting somebody you want because your assumption is that they get a lot of attention. And which the person that you're talking to in a one-on-one doesn't about the attention. Like, I don't care about the attention, bro. I don't care about that shit, bro. That shit is why, bro, I, I learned it from Vine. When I was on Vine, girls would literally fuck you for bragging right Say, I fuck Corey Cash. I fuck so-and-so. I fuck so-and-so. It was just, it was just like, devil, it, not devilish acts, but it's like, meaningless. Like, you giving up your pussy to me because I got a follow account. If you if you hold your pussy so sacred, you will never feel like that. Like you ever notice, like throwing pussy at me because my follow account, because I have ten thousand followers on Instagram, you gonna fuck me? Not because of my facial features, not because I'm funny, not because of a physical attraction, because a follower account. Girls is giving up pussy for a follower account. Like this, this is the times we in. This is the generation we at. And I'm not, I'm not impressed by it. And do I know it? Do I, like, encourage anybody else to be impressed by it? But this is the times we in. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, I'm not blaming women for everything. Because niggas play a big part in that shit. Men play a big part in insecurities. Because men sit there and like girls' pictures that are half naked. And girls feel like they got to be half naked to get attention. And that's the issue. I ain't going to sit there and just blame women, women this, women that, women that, and not say men. Because men contribute to this shit. 
But it's a lot of, like, shit going on. Oh, recently, this is a topic I ought to speak on. And I know homosexuality is very sensitive, and I just want to speak on it from my standpoint and want you to understand me. So um, I, I'm not blasting nobody, but um, recently somebody came out the closet right on Twitter. A man. He says he's in love with a man. And which I saw, I saw from a while, a while ago. Like, I saw it. I've been seeing signs of it because it's certain things you don't do as a man. Like, I just seen, like, hard eyes under certain pictures, as, under nigga pictures and shit like that. And he comes out. Now, prior to that, he had a girlfriend, right? And I, I don't want to just take his situation. I just want to question the men that are doing this. And I'm not saying he's doing this. I'm scared for him. Because men that are on the low, right, they mess with other men. And I highly doubt they're using condoms, right? And then you go home and you have sex with your girl raw, not knowing what the other man gave you, just no respect, like, at all on some health shit, on the health tip. People out here living like herpes is curable, like AIDS is curable. Like, these things are not curable, and that's how niggas is living. And that's what scares me because that shit is like, I feel women on what they be saying. Like, I had a girl that I was working with in Macy's and she told me that the whole time her boyfriend was like in love with men. And I encourage anybody that's like, listen to this, that like men, that if you're a man that like men, come out rather than hide it because all you're going to do is be beating yourself up. you rather take criticism for being gay or you rather... Hide it and beat yourself up about it. Because at least criticism, you can walk past it, you ain't got to deal with it, but the 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 thought of you knowing that you like men and not telling nobody and not coming out and being out about it is, is killing you inside. And sometimes it resolves to people doing drugs and you never know why. Because they don't want, they don't, it's good to like men. Like, we get it, bro. Everybody is not going to like girls. Every man is not going to like women. It's just that, that's the facts of life. That's just the facts of life. Whether I think it's nurture or nature, it's just the facts of life. I just don't believe in everything being 100% perfect. So I'm, you're going to find men that's not attracted to women. How? I don't know because I'm speaking from a straight male or a heterosexual mindset. Mindset. So I can't really vouch for it. But what I'm saying is, like, don't beat yourself up no more. It's no First of all, gay is the thing now. So it's like no purpose in being yourself up and want to commit suicide. Cut yourself because... You're gay and you think that nobody's going to accept it. If they don't accept it, fuck it. It is what it is. Think more for yourself. People got to start thinking for themselves and try to impress others. Back to what I was saying in the beginning. And that's what a lot of people suffer from is trying to impress other people. But you're trying to impress a whole bunch of insecure people. Like the person that's going to clown you about being gay, the nigga, he be probably fucking trannies on the low. And he doesn't want to admit to it. So be the first to step out because you might encourage a lot of males to step out too. I mean, black, white, Chinese, whatever you want to do. Be yourself. Stop fighting it. Stop fighting society's opinions, bro, because you're only pushing yourself back and making it harder for yourself. And I respect men that don't, though I'm a like, I'm not against homosexuality, but I'm like a little edgy on it to an extent because I have gay friends. I have a, a gay male friend and I have a trendy friend. In which I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I could be around. I talk to them. And them niggas is mad. And they get give great advice. Because you got to understand. A lot of women. Is not, you, if you don't have a female friend. Like a best friend. I got a female best friend. But you're not going to understand women a lot. Right? And 
being a gay male, a gay male could tell you mad shit from both standpoints because he's a male, but he date other men and he understand women feelings better than a straight man. But that's the, it's crazy because that same thing I'm now I'm naming is what creates is what keeps relationships interesting because man or woman you never understand a woman you try to as a man you want to try to find understand her want to know her feelings and all of that stuff so that's what keeps interest from a man to a woman I can speak on that but you have to have gay friends because of fashion bits tips you want um if you want to sell music bro you want to have gay gay support because homosexuality support is big. A lot of artists would not be homo, like gay support LBG, L, I can never say their name. The LBGT community, I think it's called. Like, you know, artists like Nicki Minaj would have never sold without them, Beyonce, etc. But you want to have their support, eat, like, and that's my thing. 25 is an interesting age because you start to, like, I started to understand homosexuality. And it's mad uh, different opinions and, and different um, aspects I got on it. And, it's, of course, I would never sit there and be like, I've still discussed it like i never be attracted to a man, but it's not, maybe it's not meant for me to understand. And then you stop thinking about it, bro. And then you stop thinking about it. And um, like, what else I want to talk about? I also want to talk about, uh, I know it's a rant. You know, I just go into my rants. Oh, like, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to come clean about this shit, like, I'm tired of people, um, not people, I'm tired of no good niggas getting pussy, like, that ass, this need to stop, no good niggas don't deserve pussy anymore, like, for real, niggas lying and getting pussy more than a nigga that's honest, like, second of all, I'm seeing that, it's a girl that's on my timeline, right, she's pregnant, now her niggas all in her comments, right, but he doesn't post her, but he like, Oh, you pregnant? We having a baby? Ah, uh, but he not posting her on his account, and it's like, why? Like, she hurting herself to me, like. And then it's like people, yo. What makes me tight about Instagram is that people post like they fucking happy, and they not happy, and people don't want to take the time out to really sort and find out the solutions to their problems. They rather just post and post and fucking post instead of finding out the solutions to their problems. Motherfuckers be mad, insecure, and unhappy, and they be posing their other significant other. Like, the motherfucker just cheated on you. Motherfucker just, like, put his hands on you, post like you happy. Stop doing that shit. That shit is so annoying. And I know when y'all happy. I know when y'all not talking. I know when y'all not on good terms. And I know when y'all, like, I niggas know. You know why niggas know? Because you post everything. So, females, if you unsatisfied or unhappy with your nigga, and your nigga is treating you wrong, I'm not saying blast him. What I'm saying is don't post that nigga. Don't make that nigga feel like playing you is, is cool and then he can come back. Like, that's what that's what niggas do. You got to stop giving niggas that, that fifth and sixth chance. Stop giving niggas that chance. Because you niggas going to be like, all right, I know I could do this. And all I got to do is say sorry and I'm back in there. And that's what niggas do. That's what niggas do, and that and niggas walk all over females, and then the good female get hurt, and then she come to a nigga that's a good nigga, and she end up hurting him, and it's the same cycle revolving around and around and around. And I sometimes I, I sit here and think, like, when is my generation gonna wake up and be like, yo, we want to break this shit, we want to heal our women, we want to heal our men, but that's 
that sounds like an impossible thing. Maybe I'll say things in 2017 that resonate in the future, but I don't like the way shit is heading because I feel like men and women switch roles. And it ain't the same. It just ain't the same no more. Like, dating ain't the same. Being in a relationship ain't the same. It just ain't the same no more. Maybe this is reality. Maybe this is not reality. I just like how things was when relationships wasn't so public and kids and being public. Like, I just like when you keep love sacred. And if you really cherish it, you keep it sacred. I know a female that is like, yo, I'm not posting my son no more. I'm just going to post me. You feel me? And I respect that decision. Because as soon as you get into an argument with a female, another female, she's going to have kids the way to get to you. And the reason why she know how your kid look and know everything about your kid because you post everything. People got to start understanding. Stop posting all the time. I was just talking to my man Smoothie. He's like, yo, bro, I don't post no more smoking pictures on my IG because it's on my IG. I do that in my separate time, wherever I do that. But I don't need to post that no more. I got a son. I'm a parent now. And I, t- and I was talking to Smooth about that. That's a smooth, I respect you. I got a different level of respect for you. I got a different level of respect for you because you respect your kid. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm speaking from a person that's not a parent, but it's just I be looking at shit and I just be sick of it. Fucking sick of it. Fucking sick of it. But let's get into another topic. Um, Alonzo Ball dropped some sneakers that... Some basketball sneakers that's 500. You don't know who Alonzo Ball is. College um, basketball player that's about to get drafted to the NBA. Um, his father, LeVar Ball, is, has been the spokesman for the Big Baller brand. They have an own brand named Big Baller brand. He has two other sons that's also in high school that's going to um, play in college ball. These these All these kids are just set to go to the NBA. They have, like, a lot of tension pressure. And the, the um, dad is, like, real, like, Outspoken, like, just says random ass shit. And the other day he dropped a shoe could cost five hundred. Like, and I, I, I had a like basketball sneakers too. I had a big conversation with my man Smooth again about this shit. Shout out to Smooth too. I had a big conversation with my man Smooth about this because I, I really disagree with the price. Right, the reason why I disagree with the price: one, you're not like a Nike, or you're not a Adidas, you're not somebody of high stature. Then secondly. Adidas and, and Jordans don't even cost that much, right? Um, Then, too, you're not even in the NBA. You just have hype. You could be a fucking bum in the NBA. Nobody would support you. Now, I support it because it's black people making a move, and I like moves like that. Like, it seems like you you either going to respect it or not. And it's one of those things that I respect it, but it's like, my nigga, the price was outlandish. And I say don't do that to the kids because everybody's not, everybody's not. It's more lower class people than it is middle and upper. So it's like, yeah, I mean, first, it's like charging us a, bas- a basketball sneaker too to fuck up some sneakers, like play basketball in $500. But then Smooth had a, a fucking valid point. He said, why black people got an issue with him making the shoes $500, then making the slippers $200? But Gucci's the same price, and we support them. And they're they're white owners. And I felt like Smooth had a valid point, and it was just like me. I was speaking. I'm saying that because my guess is like the dad grew up like me, like poor, poverty stricken situation. That's my guess. That's my assumption. I don't know if it's how accurate it is, but it seemed like he has that soul of a person that did. So why would you want to make your shoe that much? And don't get me wrong. 
I think the first day he had 5,000 pre-orders, so shout out to him. Now, I respect the fact that they didn't go with Nike. They created their own um, own uh, brand and built from there, but it's like Smooth had a point. Niggas do buy Gucci belts. Niggas put, spend their money on Gucci shit that's going back into the white man's pocket, and I agree. And I agree. It's just that I don't. I like the idea. I I like the execution. I just don't like the price. And then the price for some sneakers that you really didn't put no creativity in that look like Kobe's. If the sneaker was crazy, I'd be like, "Yo, I ain't gonna lie. That's worth five hundred dollars." If it had phone positive material, five hundred dollars because sneakers like that last. But it's just outlandish for somebody to make they shoe a hundred dollars as a start, and and then also. The first two, I mean the first shoe, to be fucking $500. That shit is outlandish, bro. That shit is crazy. And I was just looking at that shit like, yo. And you know, when shit like that happens, Twitter goes the fuck off. Like, they go the fuck off. And they clown and shit, and it's funny. But that was outlandish, for real. That was really outlandish. Um, And, um... I'm sorry for the delay and the wait. I know it's like I've been missing. I haven't put an episode out. I know there's a lot of shit going on. I know y'all was looking like, what is this nigga Cash going to drop a motherfucking episode? Like, this nigga haven't dropped an episode in two weeks. I gave y'all two just to hold on to. Um, I'll probably drop another one this week before Sunday. If somebody team up to me, team up with me and come through, we could, we could go, we got a lot to talk about. Um... Yeah, just the age of 26. Now I'm just going through with the age of 26. And um, I feel like I can't sit on my ass no more with nothing anymore. I really don't want to work, like, as far as for somebody in a company in the factory. Like, I don't want to work for any um type of anything. Like, I really want to be in a position to make money through podcasting or comedy or whatever I want to do, music. And just be able to be financially stable and do what I want to do and fulfill my dreams and have money to get access to things that I need to push me further. And that's... Just the mindset of 2017 and the 26-year-old me. Um, Stay tuned. I got more episodes coming through every second. Uh, peace and blessings. Like, hit me up on Twitter. My Twitter is Corey Cash, C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-H. Um, same on Instagram. Facebook is Corey Cash, Corey Space Cash, C-O-R-Y Space Cash. My Snapchat is um, C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-H-1. Corey Cash one. So you can add me on there. Um, just peace and blessings. Everybody have a good day. And I'm a, I apologize for not putting out an episode and I'm um get back on my grind because I still gotta do YouTube videos too. And I love y'all, man, and I thank you for the support. And if if you can, please rate, drop a review if you're listening, and I thank you. And shout out to y'all, man. I'm out. Wrap this up. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
This February, history will be made. Millions will watch as 80 years of unjust stigma is left in the past. A product that drove good people to the black market will be revealed as one that's creating a new global market. This February, what inspired the symbol of counterculture will at long last be seen as just culture. The new normal is coming. Will you be one of the first to see it? Visit medmen.com to watch an exclusive preview.